0: Okay, now that we're done having uh, human difficulties.
1: <sighs>
0: all right. Always. Okay, we're short on time today, so we're just going to fully jump into this.
1: Oh, we should at least explain that we're doing some more. These aren't necessarily cold cases, but it's, once again, things you may have missed during all of this COVID. Yep. Or COVID.
0: If you're me, it's Koba. Koba! <laughs> All, right, All right. Yep. So cases that you may have missed during Koba.
1: <laughs> go for it.
0: Okay. And I have four. So I'm going to go ahead. And some of these are really short. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll do two and then you can do your one.
1: Yep. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. So this is Alejandro Ripley. And this is the nine-year-old autistic boy that went missing. Okay. And this one, okay, so this one, I was working on it, and it was a cold case. And then, uh, what was it, like two days ago, it became not a cold case. And they ended up arresting someone. So I, I'll do that. I'll do like where I do... I tell you everything, and then I know what happened, and then we'll let you decide.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Okay. So the boy's mother, which is Patricia, she's 47 years old, she told police that her and her son were ambushed by two men in a vehicle that demanded drugs on Thursday night in a Home Depot parking lot. Okay. After the Home Depot parking lot, when she said, no, I don't have any, and they started to get violent, she drove off, and the driver apparently followed her, and the driver is an unknown vehicle, attempted to sideswipe her and the vehicle. Oh, that's so sad. And, uh, you know, then blocked her off and was still trying to demand drugs from her. She's like, I don't have any drugs. And apparently they stole her cell phone and abducted her son and fled southbound in this unknown vehicle. Um, Shortly after midnight, authorities issued an Amber Alert, and that was about 10 p.m. So it took two hours to get the Amber Alert out. And they asked the public to keep an eye out for the boy, but not to approach the abductors. But... The child's body was found the next morning, about four miles away from where Alejandro was reported taking. Yeah. Who do you think these men were?
1: This is like multiple choice. Are there got good options? And, yeah.
0: And, um, yeah. Who do you think... The men were. We don't have any information really on who they were. She claims that she has no idea. She's never seen them before. And they're just demanding drugs from Okay, her I think they were druggies who so
1: mis- mistook her identity for someone else.
0: Okay. And do you believe that they abducted Alejandro?
1: Yes. Okay
0: okay so my theory before i actually found out was that there was no like there was no one else she made up the whole story
1: okay because it
0: just so like i have it in here i'm like that doesn't feel right i feel like there is a huge hole missing and the mother has something to do with it okay So, that's what I had before I even knew. Like, I wrote all this down before I even knew. And then two days ago, um, police began, you know, questioning, like, everything. And they go to that Home Depot that she claims that she was at. And there was no footage of her even being there. (gasps) Okay. So, there's no footage of her being, being there or leaving. like, And you would think that the parking lot camera would have caught it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, there's,
0: there's nothing there. And so, the neighbors of the person that found this little boy's body have a camera for their yard. Okay. Um, and this yard is what leads up to this creek where this little boy was found in.
1: Okay.
0: Which the camera shoots right by the creek. They actually noticed on their camera, you know, something happened with the mother and the child fell into this lake. Oh. And and so this, you know, the boy fell into the lake, and. They actually saw that on their camera. Like they got a notification on their phone and they went out and helped and grabbed the boy and saved this boy.
1: Okay. Did not see that one, Kevin.
0: Two hours later, that little boy was once again pushed by his mother in the lake. In the well, sorry, in the creek.
1: What? Yep. Oh, that's awful.
0: And it is seen once again on camera. Oh, sorry, it was a canal. No. <sighs>
1: and this time no one was there to pull him out
0: yep by his own oh, mother sorry. and not only did like you know even if she was angry at one point and i'm trying to be justifiable here because he's autistic and everything like that so she pushes him in but then she gets someone to save him the first time like wouldn't it click in your sentence you know like in your mind like oh this isn't right
1: Yeah, she like legit had time to think this over. Yep. She had to make two attempts. Yep. That's, that's a lot. Yeah.
0: So before this, um, you know, I had on here saying, you know, police were struggling to find any witnesses or um, to this alleged abduction, they didn't call it an abduction. They said it was an alleged abduction. Yeah. So she was throwing him into the canal. So so she, uh, the second time, just did it further down the canal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Jeez. so before it said too on here that the residents heard her heard screaming and looked on their cameras and they could see that Alejandro was being thrown into the canal.
1: Can you just imagine being the boy too, like knowing what your mother had just done and then still having to like be by her to go back?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now she's being held, you know, with first degree murder with, you know, no, no bell. Uh, but like how, like you had time to think about that. Uh, yeah. So. You were like real desperate. Yeah. get the end up. With. Yeah.
1: That's
0: a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to get into, so next up we have Gretchen Anthony. And
1: I vaguely remember this because you just wanted to keep saying Gretchen Wieners.
0: Oh yeah, Gretchen Wieners all the way. <laughs> I I'm sure that you know her uh, dad is the inventor of troyster strudel.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh my god! Guess what? I'm actually what? wearing a shirt that says, "On Wednesdays we wear pink."
1: Hey!
0: <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> oh. Okay so she um lived in Jupiter, Florida and she was an author actually. She actually has a book like coming out, another book coming out next month. Okay. So she's currently missing and her husband is blaming her disappearance on covid.
1: Oh okay.
0: So her family members are like that's completely bullshit. We don't believe that. A neighbor reported on march um march 21st that there was a blood-curdling scream and a woman yelling no no it hurts oh but didn't call cops that night because you know why would you oh so okay david anthony is actually her estranged husband they've actually gotten not legally divorced yet but legally separated Okay. Right after this whole, no, no, it hurts, he ended up leaving the state, and then he was arrested in New Mexico a few days later, and he was extradited into Florida, um, and he's been charged with murder and kidnapping, but coworkers say, you know, after Gretchen went missing, they ended up receiving suspicious emails from her saying... She came down with COVID, and um, one of her friends said, you know, the language was definitely not like hers, and it was alarming. Like, why wouldn't you just call? Why are you leaving me an email? Mm -hmm. And the affidavit police said that Gretchen's car was in the parking lot of a local hospital, but hospitals never have any records of her being a patient.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, The document also shows there was surveillance video showing – a taller white man, uh, darker hair, dropping off that car, which describes her strange husband. No female even got out of that car. Okay. Uh, police said they found, said blood was found in the garage when they were searching it. There was also a video from one of the neighbors that said that it looked like a water jug that looked like it had blood in it.
1: Oh, mm.
0: okay. And one of the other reports said it looked like the same male looked directly into the garage camera and then grabbed it, like noticing that it was there with a gloved yeah. hand and pulled it away from like the, where the camera could see it. Okay. So she was never admitted in the hospital. She filed divorce earlier that year. She was legally separated. And about 6.15 on March 21st, there is security footage from the neighbor's home, um, you know, that depicts him sitting on the front porch there. So, and you could hear her in her voice saying, what are you doing? Like, you could actually hear it. You can hear her say, no, 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 in the security footage. Yeah.
1: Jeez. That is...
0: You know, I mean, obviously he murdered her and he's just trying to cover his tracks with this coronavirus thing. He sent emails to her work and to her friends. Oh, wow. And they found a rag with a few bottles of cleaning supplies and towels that looked like they um, have blood on them. They were found inside the washing machine. There was broken, broken glass. There was both... Um, blood on the stair landing and the master bedroom, and then there was blood on the wall in the garage. So there was just like blood, it was like a bloodbath. Jeez.
1: And oh, that's
0: horrible. Cell phone records also indicate that he was at a pawn shop and he was trying to sell her ring.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And then Jeez. a friend later ended up identifying it from the pawn shop saying yep that one's hers that one is her ring so they still don't have her body anywhere but um they said also why they ended up getting this divorce was apparently this has happened before but at 10 30 p.m on march 15th anthony was spotting outside a plaza on a beach in Florida. He was acting suspicious by approaching young girls approximately about 15 to 14 years old, pacing back and forth and sweating profusely. He was caught by a police officer and the cop was like, Hey, you know, like what are you doing? He ended up running away from the cop. And then when the cop ended up pull like ended up finally pulling him over, he opened up his door and slammed the officer's hand in the door repetitively
1: <sighs>
0: until the cop you know, was finally in so much pain that he actually wasn't able to just run off. And apparently this has happened a few times where he's been caught around young girls, but hasn't, he hasn't been convicted as a sex offender or anything like that. But this has happened a few other times. And with the bloodbath that you can see in their home, who knows if, uh, you know, he's actually done this to other girls? Yeah, you know, it's uh, scary and sad. And what's really like heart wrenching too is like she's written a few books, and one of her books actually talks about this girl dying because her husband murdered her. No, yeah, and then one of her books ends up coming out next, like next month, like that's when it releases. Uh, Her body's still not found. She's not found. I mean, obviously with the bloodbath and all that other evidence, that's why they were able to charge him with murder, but yeah.
1: Oh, poor thing. Yeah. Oh, that's Jeez. Some people don't think like, oh, maybe I can get away with it and say COVID, but it's like also like, okay, people aren't stupid though.
0: No, well, and especially when she has friends and family that care about her and then contact her every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, but who knows if rioters. he's gotten away with it before? With how like he's violent towards oh. police officers and chasing little girls around just days before her murder.
1: Uh, yeah, that's not happy thoughts. Yeah. Oh man, that's awful.
0: All right, my turn. Your turn. All happy thoughts.
1: Uh, and mine. It will tell you this, no one's actually murdered. Okay. But it's something I'm kind of concerned is happening a lot with all this COVID crap going down. Okay.
0: Did uh, their significant other also blame COVID?
1: No, I just think, I'll explain later. Okay. All right. uh, Is is in Dallas, Texas. And a guy named Juan. I'm going to mess up a lot of these names. I apologize. I've heard them said, but I don't do great with names. All right. Juan the Quero mm-hmm. rented a cabin in the backyard of this house. So, I mean, it's like a trailer. I've seen pictures of it. And it's just like in the back of her house, there's this trailer. And he rented that and lived there. Um, and this woman's name was Esmeralda Lira. And her boyfriend was Jose Balderas. And on one Sunday night in May, Juan returned home to his trailer. And he could hear a young boy who was Esmeralda's 6-year-old grandson calling out but he couldn't see this boy and there were no like figures around so he like turned the light on his cell phone and was searching and eventually he found a padlock on a shed behind his trailer so it's like there was the house and then his trailer and then behind his trailer was this shed and there was a padlock on it and so he talked to this little boy And I've listened to the original recordings, but they are in Spanish. So I'm going to read a translation. And this translation comes from CNN, just to kind of give a source there. Okay. So he said, when did she shut you in there? And the child said, at 6 p.m. So he says, since 6 in the afternoon, you've been shut in there? Son, it's going to be 10. It's already 10. Listen, were you misbehaving with her? Or why did she shut you in there? The child says, It's been since you gave me a pillow and a blanket. That was the first day she put me in this room. He says, do you have blankets, a bed? And the child says, no, just I can walk, other things. I have a box in here. I can walk, but I can't move my hands and touch. What? He said, you said she tied up your hands? Child, yes. But why would she tie them up, child? Because she didn't want me grabbing things anymore. The conversation continues. He says, Have you eaten? The child says, In the morning, yes, but. And he says, In the morning, but it's already nighttime, son. How can I help you? I'll give you jello or a sandwich when you get out in a bit. And he says, I can't open jello. She tied my hands behind my back like the police do. Yes, but with a rope. And she tightened them. And he says, And she tightened them? And the child says, Uh huh. The child went on to say, she lets me out in the morning. I'll take a bath and we'll see each other outside. Juan told the child he was going to leave for help. Okay, says the child. He says, I'm leaving now, son. Child says, okay, and is heard quietly crying. Uh, What? So Juan did call Child Protective Services after this little conversation. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that they had been putting him in there every night for, like, two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Um, And they would tell people, if anyone asked, that he was with his mother, because this was his grandparents, that it sounds like he lives with. Oh, my gosh. And there were two other children in the house. I believe a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And the reasoning given by the grandmother that he was out there was because he had stolen food. So they locked him in the shed all night. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Esmeralda and her boyfriend have both been taken into custody, and Juan is finding a new place to live. I just feel so bad, because I worry about this with, like, people who shouldn't really have kids around, and now their kids are around all the time. Yeah. I worry that stuff like this is happening a lot more than we want it to be
0: well they actually said that domestic abuse in both spousal and child abuse has gone up at least here in utah 47 percent. oh
1: yeah
0: so i mean my kids drive me insane sometimes too but holy
1: crap Oh, yeah, I cannot even imagine. Cannot even imagine. Just holy freaking crap. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I read that, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, no, that's so much. (laughs) Yeah. So that is my story of the little boy in Texas who was being held in a shed.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is awful. That is awful.
1: Luckily, that guy was there and heard him. If he hadn't rented that, like, storage place.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he didn't rent that storage place, who knows? That, I mean, That little kid could be
1: dead. Mm, Yeah. And we have no idea how many other kids are just being treated horrible because they're home all the time now. It's so sad. That's
0: that's completely awful.
1: So horribly
0: sad. Oh. Okay. Well we'll move on. From that until something else.
1: <laughs> oh. All right. So that's your next story. Um,
0: this one's on Ashley Black and she's actually from 25 years old from Leighton, Utah. Um i've been trying to stay away from utah but you know i mean this shut up and i was like whoa this is crazy so she went on right. a tinder date oh all right may 20, 24th so uh you know it ended up being just a normal date so they went dinner everything was fine and then they go back to his house right okay well, Leighton Police Dispatch receive a call just after 3 a.m. Um, from an Ethan Hansaker who reported he killed someone in his residence. Oh, okay. So the police came and they find Ashley. And she has multiple stab wounds around her torso. And she's also been choked and... Despite, you know, attempts to revive her, she was pronounced dead on the scene.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, he reported, that he met her on the Tinder app, and they said that they, you know, went out to eat, took her home, and he admitted it was like a normal date, and it was just like a normal date. He, they didn't have an argument or anything, but he took her home, and he just... he's had an urge before but he had an urge to choke her and kill her and he grabbed a knife and stabbed her to death
1: just for no reason Yep.
0: um he also said that when uh police arrived he asked police to shoot and kill him otherwise he was going to do this again wow he said he's had all a lot of these urges for a long time and he just can't control himself He's been booked into Davis County Jail, but with no for the public safety. And so I just wanted, I thought that was just way interesting that he's had these urges for a long time. He's like, I just can't control it. He, he's like, shoot me, kill me. He knows it's wrong. He knows it's messed up.
1: Yeah. The fact that he like turned himself in. Right. Like, wow. He says
0: he's never done this before, but he's just had like thoughts about it before. He didn't rape her or anything like that. He just, he's like, it was normal. He's like, I didn't even plan. He's like, I didn't even plan on killing her that night. He's like, it just, it just happened.
1: Poor girl.
0: I know. To be completely blindsided like that, you know? But, I mean, that goes on the subject, you know, of uh, these thoughts and, you know, these crazy thoughts that some people have sometimes and um and just how some people really think that they can't control themselves i mean there was this other story that i read that like this guy was literally like kept admitting himself into the hospital he's like i'm going to rape a girl i'm i have all these thoughts i'm attracted to little girls and so and they wouldn't like give He kept begging them to, like, castrate him. Stop him. Well, yeah, like, to fully, you know, cut off his dick. They're like, please do it. And they wouldn't. So, instead, he, he cut off his own dick. Oh. And then was admitted back into the same hospital. And he's like, he's like, I thought that cutting it off would make my urges go away. But it's not. And he's like, please, he's like, don't resuscitate me, just let me die. Oh. And instead, they did resuscitate him, and he ended up committing- Of course they did. And then he ended up committing suicide. Oh. See, so that, to me, is very interesting. That they're just like, I have these urges, and I can't control them, and-
1: Oh. It's like hes he was aware that he was, like, a bad person.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he's aware of these, but,
1: yeah. Well, and it's so sad that he couldn't find some sort of, like, like, um, like, therapy or something. Right, instead, right. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, that, instead he didn't go to, I don't know if he ever did. So, but,
1: That's
0: also true, but... Okay, we've got 10 minutes, and I've got one more.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Lay it on me. So this is Bella Rose. um, Dessa Rose? I I can't say her last name. Dessa Roses? um, Bella Rose Dessa Roses. So her mother, Melissa, has been... um, She understands, like, her friend, um, David Michael Moss... He has been having a hard time and especially with, you know, COVID and everything like that going on. She understands like isolation sucks and, um, you know, he was a tattoo artist, so he was making absolutely nothing at the time right now. And he was having a really hard time mentally. Like he had thoughts of suicide and stuff like this. So she allowed him, you know, just to, to stay over. Okay. So, try to help him out because he lost his home. He he had nowhere else to go, and she's like, "Well, you can stay here for me for a little bit." Yeah. Uh-huh. While like he recovers, and so Bella tried to cheer him up. Bella was trying to cheer him up, and so she, you know, um, drew him a picture of him of him.
1: Okay.
0: And well, um. She, uh, Melissa, the mother, is um, tucking her kids into bed, and while she was <clears throat> saying goodnight to Bella and her four-year-old daughter, Lily, David had entered the room with a pair of scissors, ran over to the seven-year-old Bella, and started stabbing her to death. Oh, boy. Melissa went over and tried CPR, but she knew in her heart that she was gone. Very, very, very sad. Their dad committed suicide this year as well.
1: Oh, oh Okay
0: and she melissa said she knew david was going through some hard time and mental hardships but she didn't ever think that she he would like take it out on her daughter like that She even said that after she got the kids to bed she was planning on taking him to a hospital to you know kind of get mentally checked out
1: yeah oh man so
0: Anyway, guys, that is our COVID update. Sorry I have to end quickly, but... Welcome to June, and keep... Fucking... Going.